Hey guys, what's up? It's Dave Mormon here. Uh, welcome back to another episode. Uh, before I go ahead and roll the intro, I'm just letting you know, uh, we have had an exciting announcement this last week. If you did not see it, um, we did just launch our HSBC club uh, and we actually relaunched it and made it uh, a paid club now. And the reason for that is that we found those who pay will pay attention. And so we currently have a promo offer on that club. It's 97 bucks a month. And I wanted to release an offer that uh, is in addition to our high ticket coaching programs where we've already helped a few hundred people, but we also recognize that um, high ticket coaching may not be for everybody. And so I wanted to have an offer where people who are on a budget can still get access to training materials and still get involved in the community um, that's significantly better than something you would find on Facebook. And so we've launched that. You can go ahead, check it out. Um, you can swipe the link below on your phone, or you can literally head over super easy URL, homeservicebusinesscoach.com slash club. And that has a short landing page there. You can just read about what's included in it. But uh, we've got members filing in because 97 bucks a month is a complete steal. And we are going to be raising the price of that um, in the coming weeks here. So if you do want to be a founding member there, go check it out uh, and look forward to seeing you on the inside. Um, and I'm really thinking you're going to enjoy this episode here because it's a sticky point, how to actually know the numbers in your business. And so... Um, you know, I push out a ton of free content. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening along very loyally every week. Um, and those of you that are ready to step up and get actual coaching, um, that is where our coaching programs exist. For those that are like, I want the shortcut, I want to work with a team of experts, and I want to put all these systems in place. That's where our coaching program exists. But like I said, we now have the club going. Um, it does not include active coaching. So that is like the biggest difference from our top tiered programs. Um, but it can get you started along with your learning. So um, look forward to seeing you on the inside. And uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode here all around what the KPIs are in a home service business. Go ahead and enjoy everybody. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, everybody, what's going on today? It's Dave Mormon, Home Service Business Coach. Uh, I wanted to make this training here and literally explain uh, KPIs in your home service business. So what the heck is a KPI? It's a key performance indicator. So whether you have your own business or you work for another company, uh, if you've not heard the term KPI before, um, consider this your education. Um, and another phrase you may have heard is that math is the path. And uh, I'll be it cliche, it is totally true. And you do need to learn your numbers in your home service business. Um, I'll give a quick story for me. When I got my washing business going, our target um, hourly rate was $65 per hour. I thought I could run a profitable business. Uh, and I learned very quickly that I did not know my numbers as good as I needed to. And we stayed very busy that year, but we did not stay um, very profitable. And so I want to bring some light to this issue in our industry 
and be able to bring uh, you some help and get you some resources um, on literally what you need to know. Uh, and I'm also a big fan of just keeping things simple. And so I think a lot of times when we say numbers or math or KPIs, people are just like, man, not interested, brain, not computing, like, you know, not, not uh, wanting to learn. And so I want to break down this as simply as possible for you so that you can like literally identify with what I'm saying and see exactly how it plugs into your home service business. Okay. So let's get started. Um, revenue, you probably know this one, but um, it is an important uh, number to be tracking in our business. So this is literally just telling us how much dollars, how much total dollars are flowing into our business. So this is not what's going in your pocket. Um, this is literally just what is your business bringing in. So if your business is bringing in $100,000 per year, um, again, we're not interested what you're making on that or the expenses or what goes to taxes or this or that, or it's just literally what's coming in the top of the funnel. So I think sometimes um, it's that quote of, you know, revenue being for vanity and profit for sanity. The revenue is the one that gets tossed around and makes very catchy, you know, headlines on YouTube thumbnails. And people think if you do, you know, a million dollars, well, then Dave made a million dollars. Like, no, there are costs in business. So this is just one half of the equation. Um, really what I want you to keep in mind with this is the only reason you'll want to grow your revenue is so that you can then uh, make more profit and also have more of your time back because your expenses typically go up uh, as your revenue increases, as your, uh, you know, your overhead were built and that's okay. Um, but we still want to be watching that bottom line. And so to grow revenue just for vanity sake is, is kind of dumb to be honest. So you want to grow it to make more profit and be able to afford paying a higher overhead so you can get more of your time back. Okay, number two is an AJS. I talk about this a lot, <clears throat> average job size. You should find, <clears throat> excuse me, you should find in your business that your AJS is increasing by about 20% or so every year. I found that to be a pretty good marker in, in our journey. When I started my business, we were at like $300 average ticket, window gutter cleans. Um, and now we're pushing like the thousand dollar mark. So if you're running like a sales model where you go and consult with your clients, you should see your AJS closer to a thousand. Um, I've even worked with some companies where their AJS is more like 1400 bucks and beyond. Uh, and th again, this is just in the washing space. What you'll see in the, in the painting space, your AJS could easily be $5,000. Um, back when I had my painting business, we were just under $4,000, mostly exterior based, mostly residential. So um, how you get your AJS, very simple. Our revenue already talked about. Let's say you're running a $100,000 business and let's say you're doing 30 paint jobs. So you take $100,000, you divide that by your 30 paint jobs and you're going to get uh, $333 if my math is correct. That's going to be your average job size. Why we want to monitor this is because the I love this one because what I have found is the larger your average ticket moves or average ticket, average job size, same thing, you're going to be able to do as much or more revenue with less truck moves and less moving parts in your business. So imagine like the one business that has an AJS of a thousand bucks, they can do one truck move in a day, go from Mrs. Smith to, to Mrs. Jones's house and do $2,000 a day, where the other one says running a window cleaning business you got to maybe do nine or 10 visits to hit that same $2,000 mark, a lot more moving parts, a lot more complexity. 
you know, you could argue the window cleaning has a benefit of the recurring nature, absolutely. But I've always been a fan of um, trying to increase your average job size. And that's where like cross-selling is just so important in your company, offering your other services to your existing client base is a great, simple way of getting the low-hanging fruit in your business. Uh, three kind of goes without saying, but leads, right? Very important in marketing. How many leads do you need to receive in your business? You should know this on an annual basis. You should know this on um, quarterly, monthly, weekly, all the all the way down to daily um, is is so important. Uh, there's another thing in in business too called lead slippage, which I want you to be aware of. So that's where if you go and run a, a say a, a door to door campaign, you're door knocking and delivering door hangers. Let's say. Let's say you bring in 10 leads. Um, chances are you're not going to be laying down 10 estimates. Usually we see lead slippage in 10, 20% range. So you're probably only be quoting eight of them, give or take. Um, so that's just important to keep in mind. Sometimes there's a disconnect from leads generated to actually estimates um, completed. So just keep that in mind as you plan for your year um, with the leads that you're generating. And then obviously leads are only good because we can then convert them into jobs. So how many of those uh, leads, how many of those estimates are you doing are actually turning into book jobs? Um, typically we see 40 to 60% is like a sweet spot to shoot for. It will kind of vary um, based on your industry. If you're, if you're quoting larger job sizes, that can be sometimes lower, more like 25 to 30%. For example, if you're quoting $10,000 paint jobs, um, you might be more like one in four versus if you're quoting, you know, $300 window cleans, you should be booking, you know, 50% or two thirds of those um, every single time because there, there's less buying resistance when there's a lower ticket versus as the thing goes up, people get a little more cautious, especially in the space that we work in, which is the affluent residential space. Sometimes the sales cycle is a little bit longer and sometimes people um, you know, do their research for sometimes even multiple seasons. If you're talking like a huge home renovation or putting artificial turf in the whole backyard is going to cost $40,000. That may be something that's going to take some time for a homeowner to decide. So you got to weigh all that out with conversion ratio. But what I find is low hanging fruit in our industry, um, how to boost up conversion ratio is running um, special promotions throughout your season, especially in the shoulder season. Um, doing anchor-based pricing is like very important, which we teach as well. Um, and then just literally following up. I think most contractors don't follow up with their prospects enough. Um, sometimes we think we're badgering them or we look desperate. Um, and, and that may be the case sometimes, but generally I find consumers just get extremely busy. Uh, they forget about us and we need to have the onus on us to go reach out to them and follow up. So um, I love that quote, the fortunes and the follow-up. Um, and of the 5,000 jobs that we've done with my company's painting and pressure washing, um, I would wager we booked probably a quarter of those at least just on our follow-up alone. So you've got to be like really savage with this and stay on top of it if you want to see a good conversion ratio. Okay, number five is called CAC or customer acquisition cost. Um, and this is an important one as a marketer, right? You need to know you're really a marketer driving this business. Um, so what's your CAC, right? That's your customer acquisition cost. And so if you can follow me on this math, it's essentially how much do we need to spend to gain a customer, okay? So let's just say that we put, um, let's just do quick math, okay? Let's say we put a thousand into marketing and we received, let's say, um, let's say we got five leads, okay? 
And then let's say um, two of those turned into a booked job. So we got a client from that, okay? So for $1,000 to get five leads, we basically spent $200 per lead, okay? Um, and then two of those turned into a book job, okay? So we literally had to spend, um, we, we spent $200 um, to get five leads, right? So we spent a thousand bucks and we got two customers. So really simple, you take the thousand, divide it by the two customers, would it be $500 would be our CAC in this, okay? It took us $500 um, to acquire one customer and we did it two times in our business, okay? So on this, I would wanna make sure that your job you're booking in is certainly higher than $500. I think a lot of times what gets taught in our space is go out and have a really high CAC because we'll catch up with the clients as they pay us over the lifetime. What I've always decided in my business is we're gonna make money from the first visit. So if I'm spending $500 to acquire a customer, that better be like a thousand, fifteen hundred, or two thousand dollar job or beyond. Um, otherwise, I I just don't see how we're going to be winning in the in the long run. So that's how I've always subscribed with our marketing. I tend to be more of a bootstrap type of marketer and less like let's go spend our war chest of money on marketing because I really believe in reputation marketing with reviews, referrals, and organic marketing that we teach in our program but that is cac you should know this year how many customers you need to get in your business um how that portrays to your marketing spend and you should know to the dollar um what your customer acquisition cost is in your business and especially your proposed one um going into this year okay and this is what i touched on just a minute ago right sometimes as marketers we put too much stock into the ltv and ltv is very important okay so that's our lifetime value of our customer and so this is how much money a single customer is worth to your business over the lifetime of the relationship okay and this is extra important when it comes to recurring services such as gutter cleaning carpet cleaning pressure washing window cleaning etc um, what we found in our business is we tend to average out our clients for about a seven year lifespan. Um, and we try have their truck in their driveway a couple times per year, whether we're doing Christmas lights or roof cleaning or house washing or gutter cleaning or whatever the case may be. And so you'll see that you may think this little $500 window clean is, is um, kind of insignificant. But when you add up, say over seven years, let's say we do a window clean one time per year minimum. So 500 times seven, that's 3,500. Let's say that you add on um, soft washing as well and you actually do a house wash for them every second year and that costs a thousand bucks, okay? Well, we got another 3,500 bucks coming in. So now we're at seven grand. And let's say that you go with the lease model with holiday lights like we have um, and you're in that customer's property, let's say $800 every Christmas the next seven years. So now you've got like 5,600 bucks um, coming in. So you've got now seven grand plus 5,600 bucks. You got $12,600 coming in from that client. So that's what I mean when you, you sometimes, depending on your risk tolerance, you can get a little more bullish on what you want to actually spend to get that customer. Because again, there's that long tail cycle. So rather than looking Facebook ads, Google ads right now, I would look internally to your clients and say, my goodness, Dave is right. We're missing the boat where we're just looking at single service. You need to look at what that relationship is worth towards the lifetime value of that client. This is something that we've really obsessed over in my company. 
as we now offer six services to our clients and we end up um, cross-selling them um, every single day because um, it's just easy money and low-hanging fruit. So definitely deep dive this in your own business um, and get pretty solid on what does that LTV look like per client? Who is our avatar client and how much are they going to spend with us over the lifetime? And we've taken seven years kind of arbitrarily. Some will service longer. I mean, we're at the seven-year mark in our business now. We still have some original clients, but of course, things have changed a lot as you grow a business and start to charge more and attract a higher quality customer. Um, but I think the reality is that you just want to know um, who you're in business to serve and what they're worth to you long term. And we see seven years, not because they get you know, ticked off with us in year seven and move on necessarily, but you know, they may move. Um, we get a lot of, um, you know, kind of empty nesters. We service in, in large residential detached that may be downsized to like multifamily housing or they go, um, you know, they, they go move into an apartment or something. Right. And they just don't need our services anymore. Um, so the, these things do happen. And, you know, I think seven years has kind of been like a sweet spot for us. Okay. Charge rate. I love this one. So like I kicked off saying, you know, $65 per hour is um, is not going to get it done. And I don't think it will get it done. At least it didn't for us. And so we're significantly higher now. We target now um, $125 per hour for our technicians. And what you really want to see here, and we've talked about, is a 4x wage multiple. Okay. So if I'm paying someone $25 an hour, right, by someone I mean a technician, you want to make sure that they are going and fetching four times that. And this is going to vary based on where you are. Um, you want to look into what's called labor burden. So where I am here in British Columbia in Canada, we actually need to mark up our technician pay about 26%. So, um, and that includes like stat pay, vacation pay. Um, you know, we have to pay for sick pay. We have to pay for overtime. Um, we have to pay for employee insurance. We have to pay workers insurance. We have to pay unemployment insurance. Like it just adds up, adds up. So I said, okay, what are the rules? What does that add up to? We figured it out as 26% um, for a labor burden. So we actually charge our, or it costs me, the business owner, $32 an hour to have my technician out per day. And so we have found a 4X wage multiple is beautiful because what this does, this keeps your direct labor at 25%, which I found is a sweet spot to be. Anywhere around the 30%, I, I like 25 if you can. Um, we've definitely worked with companies that have been lower. Um, and you could even be higher. Where you'll be higher is if your average ticket's lower. Um, to you window cleaners, gutter cleaners, you may see you know, 30, 33, maybe 35% lower material cost. Um, and and you got to just kind of find the sweet spot that's going to work for you. But I think most home service businesses are not making it because their charge rate is messed up and they're billing out instead of four times like I'm teaching, they bill out at say two times and they think, oh, what a great trade. I can pay bill. $25 an hour, he goes up for 50 bucks and I just made 25. Well, no, you didn't because there's so much overhead in a business that you're going to have no money left. And that's what happened with me at 65. By the time I paid my guys 25, paid the marketing, insurance, the office rent, gassed up the vehicles, everything like is there's nothing left for the business owner. So you should be able to go out, send your crew out. They should make four times the wage multiple. They should return with the money. You should be able to pay all the overhead and you should have a 20% tidy net profit. That's what we do. That's what we teach. Um, and so there's a good chance you're going to have to deep dive your pricing and look at bumping it up. Um, and I want you to remember with the charge rate, it's the 80-20 rule, right? 20% of your clients are going to drive 80% of your profit. So if you're on job or right now, like we are, 
you could go on and see, let's say you have, um, for quick, easy math, let's say you have a hundred clients on job or your brand new business, 20 of those people who've given you money, they're going to drive 80% of the dollars into your business, which is crazy to think about. And so the other 80, they're, they're nice to have, but you're really in business to serve those 20. And that's where growing a brand becomes about market messaging and figuring out who exactly is your ideal target avatar and you're on earth to serve those people. Some other people will come in. Yeah, but you need to keep your marketing structured around serving those people and also your pricing. So um, you definitely want to be aware of what your charge rate's looking like. Okay. A few more. Stay with me here. Callback ratio. Okay. There's a big one for quality. Uh, so how often are you being called back for mistakes on the job site? This could also be like forgotten gear as well, right? Uh, hey, your guys left a step ladder, left a pivot tool, left, you know, aren't the standoffs for the ladder, what, a multi-way ladder, whatever the case may be. Um, we try and keep 5%, 5% or below. That's our target callback. Um, and if you're in the cleaning space, painting space, I think that's like a great one to shoot for. Um, you know, nobody's perfect, but we want to be as close to perfect as possible. Um, and that's one that we, we have really loved. If you're going to be higher than five, I just think you're going to be doing your brand some damage as you keep growing and you probably want to look in and actually say, Hey, how can we make our quality better? And, and when we've jumped above five, that's triggered me to be like, okay, the owner or the manager needs to go jump out with the crew and do some continuous training to actually see like what the heck is going on while we're getting these callbacks. And sometimes it's simple things like they're leaving debris off the roof and it's hitting the walkways and we're constantly getting callbacks about that. Or maybe their filters need changing because, you know, the windows we're doing, we're constantly getting like a couple windows that are streaky. Um, so trying to like um, diagnose exactly what like the, the root cause of the problem is pretty important um, when you're looking at callback ratios. Okay, ROAS. So this is marketing return on investment. Um, very important, right? Sometimes we think, oh, we're spending X amount in this channel. I just put $1,000 in the lawn sign, so I'm good. You got to actually quantify like what kind of return are we getting on that, right? So if I'm spending $1,000 and I'm closing $10,000 of work, that's like, let's go all day. Excellent, right? Um, I love that 10x rule for marketing. Um, when I'm online doing paid, I'm, I'm a little more like 5x, but again, that doesn't really excite me. So I'm always looking for what can I put $1 in and get $10 out. And if you want a ninja hack on this, go spend $10 and take out another home service company in your area for coffee and watch that $10 turn into thousands of dollars when you build a relationship with them. That's like relationship-based marketing. Or another idea, go and take $100 and go and attend a local BNI group. I've done this a lot. You can go three times without having to fork up the money to join their club. And I paid the breakfast. It's like $25 each time. And you can go get business cards, shake hands, meet people, even give your pitch um, when they introduce visitors. Another great way to go return that money significantly. Um, so always just want to be thinking at the margin. I love 10x. Is is that unrealistic? Maybe slightly. Um, but I, I found that's really worked well for me. And that's been able to keep our marketing budget nice and low as we've scaled the company. So um, yeah, you want to get pretty solid on what your return on ad spend is going to be. Um, ROAS works online for online ads and also works offline when it comes to digital. You know, even wrapping your truck, you could calculate 
what your ROAS would be. You invest $4,000, wrap your truck. Well, let's chat in a year and see what kind of business it drove um, to your company. And I guarantee it'll be an excellent one. All right, last but not least, uh, net promoter score. Okay, this one is nice and simple. So how likely are your clients to refer your business to others? Um, this is a great one you can ask when the job is done. Um, were you happy with the service? Um, would you be able to refer us to clients? And so how the net promoter score works, there's a little bit of math on it, but you want to figure out your promoters. Like this is a zero to 10, right? So be zero to 10 range. Okay. So your promoters are going to be nines and tens and your detractors are going to be um, zero all the way up to six. And you want to throw out your neutrals, which are like sevens and eights. So you want to figure out um, who's going to be actually promoting and who's going to be detracting. Um, and you want to just literally minus, um, you want to literally minus your promoters, take off the detractors and you're going to be end up with a number. Um, could be zero, could be 10, 20, 30, 40, uh, and 50 would be like world-class basically saying, um, you know, 50% of your clients are likely to refer, um, your business to others and their promoters, their nines and tens. So this is an important one to keep an eye on. I think if you're not getting, um, solid online reviews from your client, it may be time to look at an internal survey. I know Jobber has those and we've used them back in the day. We're literally just asking zero to 10 and people can click like nine and it sends in um, and you can make sure that um, your clients are very happy with the work that you're doing. So these are our top 10. I wanted to keep them just very simple for you. Um, obviously, some of them are basic and kind of go without saying, but I really think that these are the top 10 that if you follow these, you're going to have a profitable home service business on your hands um, and you're really going to be having a great head start on knowing the numbers in your business. By no means is this list exhaustive, but I think it's a great one to deep dive on and make sure that you can go 10 for 10 with this so that you can have a solid not just one year this next year, but many years to come um, in business. So thank you so much for watching everyone. Um, if you are watching this online and you wanna get more information, um, you can check us out. Uh, I'm Dave Mormon, Home Service Business Coach. Um, thanks for watching and hopefully you learned a thing or two. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you wanna get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.